Obviously, this is the Emmanuel Ajayi podcast, the show where we discuss all things branding and creative. I am your host, Emmanuel Ajayi, also known as the Branding Connoisseur. Make sure you grab a notepad and some snacks and kick back and relax. Obviously, this is the Emmanuel Ajayi podcast, the show where we discuss all things branding and creative. I'm your host, Emmanuel Ajayi, also known as the Branding Connoisseur. And today I'm joined by Simni. She's best known as the founder of Vera Beauty. She's recently opened a new studio and also runs a Build Your Business workshop, which covers tax, keeping clients and money management. Um, there's a question I like to ask Simi, and that is, what does branding mean to you? Um, I think branding is all about the kind of feeling you give people when they yeah. look at your brand or are familiar with it. If they hear it, they see the colors that go with it. And yeah, it's more about the kind of experience as a whole, yeah. more than just your logo. Awesome, awesome. Okay. All right, Simi, thank you for coming in um, on my show. You're the first guest that I've had. Thank and you for um, me. Yeah, this is a, we're doing new things in 2020. Yes, we um, rise. So yeah, for, for those that don't know you and what you do, tell us tell us about yourself. Right. Okay, well, my name is Simi Adekola. I'm 22 mm. and I'm the founder of Vera Beauty. Okay. And Vera Beauty is your not-so-ordinary lash brand. We're all about making our clients feel mm. delightful with gorgeous lashes and creating a full experience for them. And I also educate as well. So I teach other girls how to improve their beauty businesses and get better at lashes. Like, how do you do the teaching thing? Like, okay. how, did you, how did you get started with that? Um, so I am naturally a helper. I love helping other people i've yeah. all, always been interested in teaching people mm. in some capacity um when i first trained to do lashes i was actually looking at the trainer like oh my god i could so take her job and like mm. do that easily yeah. um so it wasn't until i'd say about a year and a half into doing lashes that i trained to be an accredited teacher so I went on a course for a week and they taught us all about how to train people, how to grade people, how to do everything to do with teaching. Yeah. And then from then I just started doing a few beta groups with people mm. just to kind of test the waters and improve my content. And yeah. then, yeah. Okay. So I know you did like seven short courses in business, lashes and makeup. Yeah. Like how did you get the idea to even start um, a lash boutique basically? Do you know what? I didn't. Um, obviously, I used to do Simi's yeah. Boutique, yeah, if you yeah. remember before. Yeah, I was even going to get onto that <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. used to do that years back, and I was celebrating the two-year anniversary of yeah. it, and I was like, do you know what? This third year, I need to do something completely different. Mm. I need to try new things. I need to kind of like reshape the business. Yeah. Okay. And then my friend was like, oh, we should do a lash course. And I was like, meh. And she said it again, like, so oh, you, you So in Simi's Boutique, you weren't doing lashes before. No, I was selling strip lashes online. Oh. So the whole business was just me from home. Selling I would, lashes. Yeah. Oh. Um, but it was really, really popular. So like, wait, before you, before you continue, what gave you the idea to even do that? To do that? Yeah. Oh, okay, so I started off doing makeup ah, many moons ago. Yeah, cool, and cool. I was like, a, well, I've always been like a super scrimper. Yeah. So I like to save money. Mm. So... I would order like a ton of lashes from China and then I'd put those on my clients rather than going to buy individual packs of lashes because right, right, they were right. more expensive. Yeah. Um, 
And all the feedback that I was getting from my makeup clients was like, oh, the lashes are great. The lashes, the lashes, the lashes, from lashes. the ones you were buying from the shop? Yeah, no, from, from China. I'd oh, ordered them from, from like China, AliExpress. Okay. Yeah. And then um, I was like, oh, okay, well, everyone likes these lashes. So I might and as well just sell, sell them, yeah. yeah. And then I'd done that. That's how Sumi's Boutique oh, got okay. started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it makes sense. So how long were you doing the makeup thing before you transitioned into lashes? Not long, because all of my feedback yeah. was saying the same thing. I mm. probably started it in summer, because I was really into doing makeup on myself. I started doing clients in summer. And then by September, I was like, yeah, I'm going to sell the lashes. Okay. So you see with lashes here, yeah, one thing I've always noticed is, the glue you guys use, how do you make sure it's like, aren't you scared it will just fall in someone's eye? Do you know like, what? A professional use like adhesive. You're basically a surgeon. Yeah. You need to be, like, precise. It is quite, yeah. it's quite detailed. Um, I think it's all about taking your art seriously mm. and taking your customer care very seriously yeah. as well. Um, I'm always quite conscious of what I do and yeah. all my clients will call me like a perfectionist or like OCD okay. or whatever. Yeah, I think you have to be. Yeah, you oh, do. Yeah. So, well, so in, the, in the worst case scenario, that does happen what? Like, do you have public liability? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, okay, Everyone yeah. needs public liability insurance. <laughs> okay, Everyone yeah. needs public liability oh, insurance. Man. Imagine being blind from... Yeah. Um, uh, Eyelash extensions. Eyelash person. Oh, man, yeah, no, it's, it's important. I think that's one of the things I even stressed at the beginning mm. of the Build Your Business workshop. Yeah, yeah. If you're working on the public, please get insurance. It's not expensive mm. and it covers you because I have heard of some cases where girls are getting sued sure. and being taken to court and losing their businesses because Damn. they didn't have adequate insurance. Yeah, okay. That's peak. Well, you heard it first. Make sure you get public liability insurance. <laughs> yes. So you are formerly known as Simi's Boutique. Yes. Why the now the name change to Vera Beauty? Um, so Simi's Boutique, the name, was actually birthed way before I'd got into business. It was my brand name. I'm not a brand name, my blog name. Oh. So I had a blog yeah. and I would review like MUA one pound lipsticks and yeah. Just loads of random stuff, mm. one pound eBay lashes and stuff like yeah. that. Um, and it was called Sumi's Boutique. And I literally remember being in school and writing down the name options for my blog and having all the girls in my home and social care class like vote and everyone voted for Sumi's Boutique. So oh, that okay. it just stuck. Okay, cool, cool, um, cool. But obviously, as I kind of evolved, when I actually started doing eyelash extensions, um, or well, before I started doing eyelash extension, I realized the struggles with having one, a name that was very long, and two, a name that was very difficult to spell. Market reasons? Marketable reasons? Yes, yeah. because my name is S I N M I, mm. and I spelled boutique, B E A U T I Q U E, boutique. So the first four letters of beauty and then yeah. teak on the end. Oh, okay. So it's a tongue twister, and even when I would Google myself, the yeah, search yeah. results underneath would be like S-I-M-B-O-U-T-I-Q-E. Oh, <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. There would be Simi's Boutique instead of Boutique. And yeah. my name is spelled incorrectly. Yeah. So that was always a struggle, always a struggle. So right. um, when I started doing eyelash extensions, yeah. I was like, Do you know what? This is the time to change because I'm actually in a different business now. Mm. And um, yeah, we said goodbye to Simi's Boutique. Okay, was that an easy decision or were you pondering on different names? Oh, it wasn't an easy decision to pick a new name, yeah. but it was very easy to let go of Simi Boutique. Okay. Yeah. So like, why Vera? What does Vera mean? 
Um, so Vera means faith in Slovenian. Ooh. Yes, Dang. and Croatian as well. Okay. Um, so it basically was my word of the year in 2018. Mm. And as I was kind of trying to figure out new names, I tried so many names, like right. so many different like iterations of the same thing. And Vera just made the most sense. It was four letters. Everyone knows how to spell it. If you don't, that's kind of concerning. <laughs> it's searchable. Yeah. It's easy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, the domain short, was yeah. available. So it makes a lot of sense. So Vera Beauty was available. And you just... Do you know verabeauty.com on GoDaddy yeah. was actually priced at £2,000 because they said it was such a good name. Yeah. And I didn't buy it because I didn't have the money at the so time. What, what did you get instead? I bought every other one. Oh. Yeah. So .co.uk? .co.uk, .net, .info, oh. Everything. So what's the like, what's the, the like, what's the reasoning behind getting all the other domains? Because I know that because verabeauty.com was valued so highly yeah. and they said it's a good name because mm. of all the, the reasons I just listed. Yeah. I was like, no, I need to kind of have every other. Yeah. So what, what like position would you be in, in terms of your name if you were only able to get one domain? Um, I don't think it matters that much. Okay. I think the dot com is very important, yeah, and yeah. I'm still kind of peed really to this day that I didn't manage to snag so it. So do you think it's more important that dot code UK? Definitely. Really? Yeah. Why? Why do you say that? Just because people's natural instinct is to type in dot com, mm. and especially if you're trying to reach a global yeah. market and they don't know global if you're from the UK, yeah. they're not a national, okay, yeah. then their instinct is to type in dot com. Yeah. To be fair, I don't really have. <laughs> I have all the domains in my name. No, you, you don't have to own all of them. It's yeah. I had to be a bit extra because I yeah, couldn't yeah, get the dot com. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, I need to even... <laughs> yeah, someone's bought the dot com now, but to be to honest. But if I saw someone with a Jai 360, I'm like... Yeah, even that, that's a very yourself. unique name. Yeah, it's a unique it's name, so. an English name, an English yeah. brand. Um, You have to be quick because yeah, yeah. you're not the only person Personally, who's thinking of that, that you mean, know? Yeah, fair enough, yeah. So I know on Instagram you're kind of like... How do I put this? You, you're you're an advocate for being a, a boss babe or a she boss. Could you explain <laughs> to me what that is? What is that? Do you know what? I would say I'm an anti-she boss. You're an anti-she boss? Yeah. I think that? it's kind of deceptive. Um, I'm a boss in my own right, mm. but I feel like everyone is. And my definition of a boss is someone who takes control of their own lives okay. and doesn't make excuses, mm. doesn't hold themselves back, holds themselves accountable and is willing to grow. So that's pretty much everyone, whether okay. you're you're working in a job, you have a business. Yeah. I feel like the dream that's sold of be your own boss is fake yeah. because people don't know what really goes into it and what it really takes to be yeah. a boss babe. Mm. So like, is this a new mentality or have you always had this like rhetoric? Um, it's a new mentality, I think, because I bought into the whole girl boss, yeah. boss babe thing oh, at okay. first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the whole reason why I started doing lash extensions, mm. because at first, when I first heard about it, the training program I went on, she's like, so you'll be earning 26,000 in your first year, mm. 38,000 in your next year, 52,000 in the third year. Okay. And I was like, fantastic, you know, oh, sign me up. Reality... It's different. I lost the word. Yeah. I don't even know what to call it. It's, yeah. it's just different. Yeah, yeah. So I don't believe in selling people on the whole 
be your own boss, mm. be a boss babe. It's kind of like, take this course, put in the work, and maybe okay. you're going to be successful. Successful, okay, fair enough. Well, you heard it, ladies. There's no such thing as a boss babe or she boss. No, there's a, we're <laughs> all bosses. We're all bosses. Okay, all bosses. Yeah. Yeah, if that works, make you sleep at night. But yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, on that, on that note, yeah, mm-hmm. I wanted to ask, so in, when it comes to, like, I'm just going to be real, I'll keep it with black people in it. With black men, we're not as outspoken when it comes to um, like brotherhood mm. as like, like when it comes to when compared to black women, like sisterhood is like a thing. Yeah. So like, do you think is that because, or should I say, do you think being an entrepreneur as a black woman is harder than being a black man? I think. So, is that why women feel the need to like be? Uh, because I feel like you lot like, kind of like collaborate and like mm. push each other push more, each which other. is, yeah. we should do, but it's more of a like, it seems like when whenever black women, I've seen that when you lot start something new or you're doing your hustle or whatever, you seem to have the need to like just, you know, be. Support each other. Support each other, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I get you. I think. E- excessively. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is good. I'm not saying it's not mm. bad, but yeah, do you think, what do you think? I think. Not to make excuses for people, but I think what we fail to recognize in the UK and even across the whole world is that being black automatically puts you at a disadvantage because you are Mm. automatically a minority. There are more white people statistically in our population than there are um, black people. So, of course, it it makes it difficult. It makes it different because you are different. But I feel like... um, everyone kind of has their own challenges. Everyone has difficulties when starting a business. Mm. Some white, Asian, whatever women will find it difficult. Some white, Asian, whatever men will find it difficult to start businesses. But I think the thing that um, makes black people in general special is the, the, like I said, the sense of community. And I think we need more black people in, in general, general yeah. supporting each other and yeah. uplifting each other and not just being a black owned business but being an actual professional yeah. business that serves a, a market need yeah. and does it properly and does it well and yeah fair enough okay so on that point as well like i know you you're i would i would think you are an advocate for feminism and women empowerment as well because you teach other women as well so like how do you feel women should be empowered especially black women, how do you maintain your femininity while being empowered? Like, because I know it's hard for you as well. <laughs> I have yeah. no idea. So how do you stay empowered? Like, how do you um, and keep your, like, you know, feminine? Because I know the world tries to paint a picture that black women are, like, just, they, they try to paint you like men, basically. Mm. So you, you guys are treated different. Mm. So I know, like, there's an intersectionality in terms of, feminism there's feminism and then there's black feminism mm. so uh, how do you yeah that's I, I, to I honest, explain that for i'm me. not like a yeah. super feminist oh, to okay, be honest cool, cool, cool. i don't really know much mm. about the whole movement mm. i don't really pay too much attention to it okay. but in terms of my own kind of femininity i guess i think what makes me feel more feminine or more like empowered myself is when i just feel beautiful when i get up have a shower, like do my whole like morning routine, eat breakfast, get dressed nicely to go to work yeah. and kind of just 
encourage myself. Like I listen to um, a visualization script every day and that's Ooh. just like filled with like affirmations, yeah. like you're strong, you've got this, you can like take today to yeah. be the best day ever, mm. kind of things like that. And then I just kind of go out into the world. Um, just motivated. Yeah, I don't ever really see me being black as kind of like, I don't think it's hindered me, mm. so to say, if that makes sense. Okay. I feel like if you're driven, if you're about what you say you're about, yeah. and you're going to be successful regardless of what colour yeah, yeah. you are. And I think it's, it can be a bit of a cop-out sometimes when people are like, oh, like, I'm black, so this is why they don't like me. <laughs> if there's so many other factors why they yeah, probably yeah. don't like you or probably, why your business yeah. isn't successful, it's yeah. not just simply down to skin colour. Although I do recognise that it is a barrier because, like I yeah. said, we're automatically the minority. Yeah, okay. That's fair enough. I mean... Well, yeah, I guess that's a that's a thing. You just got to power through it, I guess. Definitely. Yeah, is what it is. Definitely. Because I know I find it hard sometimes. I mean, when I was doing photography, for example, mm. and I wanted to really break into that whole industry, um, like, this was when I was more consistent with shooting. Mm. Like, I would submit my portfolio to these, like, higher, like, organisations, and they just wouldn't accept my work, even mm. though it was good. But I wouldn't get a reason why it wasn't good. Well, why they didn't like it. I just they just just said no. Mm. And then I'd look at the pictures they were accepting, and it's like, oh, okay, cool. They're white. Mm. So I mean, and I just automatically thought, okay, I can already see what's happening here. But mm. I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't good enough. Maybe I was, you know. The maybe thing I is, yeah, is that much. I feel like everyone nice. deals with like rejection and stuff differently. Yeah. I don't really believe in like failing. I mm. believe in you learning. Okay. Like I. I have like I was saying it's like you're not a failure you're a trier okay and that's just how it is you tried you submitted yeah. something you wasn't yeah. successful you learned a lesson <laughs> and you can move on yeah. and sometimes you kind of have to embrace that whole like fuck it attitude if yeah, that makes yeah, sense yeah. like yeah, if something doesn't work fuck it yeah. you know sometimes it's God's way of taking you yeah. and protecting you from things that were not meant for it's you if that yeah. makes sense yeah it's true I feel like every Every L is a lesson in Definitely. life. I feel like if you change your mindset to see, like, what what can I learn from the situation exactly. instead of why why is this happening? To yeah, me? why and me? Yeah, like, it's a pity exactly. party, yeah, it's a and pity, even yeah. like there's no you time get in, for that. Yeah, yeah, and you get into the whole comparison, yeah. like it's just toxic. Mm. Like when you look at your work, you're like, I'm better than them. <laughs> I worked harder than them. I've done so much more than them. Yeah. It's kind of like yeah. fuck it, you know. Yeah. Let it, it be, mm. and as well as that, like. In terms of like comparing, it's kind of like when people say, oh, you can't compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter 10. You don't know what the other person who submitted these yeah. things, what they wrote in that application, okay, what yeah. other supporting evidence they have. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Like you don't know, maybe they've been doing this 10 years longer yeah. than you. Maybe they That's have true. something, some kind of competitive Compared advantage that you yeah. don't know about, yeah. but you're like, oh, they got it. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's just no, about it's perspective. It's real rap, man. It's yeah. definitely true. Um, You've got an interesting um, relationship with education, as you said earlier, as we were speaking, mm. and learning. You've hosted a masterclass with like Tide UK, I saw. Yeah. And you've also released your own branding guide as well. Yeah. Like, why do you think it's important to like share the knowledge you've acquired? And yeah. I think it's important because I wish I had someone to share these things with me when I first mm. got started, if that makes sense. Okay. And I feel like to know things is great. 
to act on things is like even better, but to share things is like amazing. If you can share what you know and articulate yourself in a way, in a way that actually helps people to get their desired result, yeah. it, it just has a better feeling if that makes sense. Cause I can know everything. Mm. I've done everything I teach. I don't but do, do you anything. Feel like you're giving away your secrets. I don't think what so. If, what if someone you, you teach just just steals all your clients? And just to be <laughs> honest, I'm never worried about that because yeah. I feel like um, they can't. No one can do anything I can do Oof. better than me. Does that makes sense. Yeah. That's the energy you need to adopt yeah. because I have students that I teach that live mm. in the same postcode, the same area, yeah. the same everything. Okay. I still have a business. You know, yeah, it, it doesn't take anything away from me. Mm. And there's enough success out there for everyone. Yeah. Like if you just look at the UK's population in terms of like women, mm. if there are a hundred eyelash techs, artists, yeah. there are a million women, oh, yeah, you that's know? Enough, yeah. So we're not all going to have the same clients. We're not all going to have the same people coming and knocking at our doors and making yeah. inquiries. And the service that I provide is going to be different from the person down the road. Okay. That makes sense. And what kind of service do you provide? I provide a luxury service. What, I'm the Buckingham, Buckingham Palace of lashes. Okay. If you see my studio, yeah, that, it's beautiful. That's the that's the marketability <laughs> in there. Buckingham Palace of lashes. It is. That's what one oh. of my clients actually said oh, to me. Swear. She said, "This is the Buckingham Palace of lashes." Yeah, exactly. Well, it didn't happen. No, <laughs> so it's kind of like I'm more focused again on like the whole experience. Yeah. I don't just do lashes. Yeah. I empower these women. I uplift them. Mm. I make them feel gorgeous. I do it in a yeah. beautiful, comfortable space yeah. that feels good smells good yeah. looks good so you are I, empowering them like, yes you, very much yeah. so and they yeah. come in that's one way they can relax i have mm. a super comfortable space cool. tea coffee juice whatever they want Jeez. um no alcohol i'm to come myself yeah <laughs> quick, you know, I, I'm, I'm told i got good lashes myself, <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know, but, yeah. yeah no you should come down it's Do it's literally more. for me it's all about the experience and mm. i don't kind of let my clients kind of settle for less. Does that make sense? Yeah, like yeah. I don't just, even though I do can obviously do better with like aftercare. Okay. I do follow up with all my clients. Yeah. I'd say 80% of my clients I follow up with, drop okay, them a yeah. text. That's, how's you know it going? What, that's one thing I need to improve on as well. I yeah. don't really, like I don't really follow up mm. as much as I should. So yeah. yeah, that's, that's a good tip actually. It is. The yeah. after sale is important mm. as the pre-sale mm. because when it's pre-sale, you're excited to have them, excited <laughs> to get the money. And then when they give you the yeah. money, you're like, oh, okay, it's done. It's done. Yeah. You know, you need it's to cool. keep your clients. Yeah, you need yeah. to keep them so keep in back. the net. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Cause once you get them down all the stages of the funnel, yeah. or you're just going to let them sit <laughs> at the bottom, you know, you have to keep them in and yeah, keep them nurtured. Recycle and them. Yeah. That yeah. 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 yeah, makes sense. So like, man, them, you heard it. You got a girl, make sure you book very beauty for the lashes and that. <laughs> the Buckingham Palace of lashes. But yeah. Um, I wanted to ask, you once posted um that hustle and burnout is a fine line. Mm. So I wanted to ask, like, how do you balance your work and personal life? Like, okay. Um, I think now I have a better balance on it than ever before. Mm. I feel like sometimes nowadays I feel like I'm resting too much. Yeah. And then I'm like, nah this is the this is good this is, good, this is yeah. equal balance because before i was like hustle 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 and this yeah. is why now i'm more anti boss babe Jeez. and mlm kind of lifestyle because it's unrealistic Join if someone babes. says yeah like <laughs> if someone says like hustle 24 7 wake up at half five in the morning sleep mm, at 2 a.m yeah. skip all your meals Ooh. 
do all this it's kind of like the yeah. things we need to consider the things i consider now yeah. one my physical state mm. my health physically mentally if i'm tired as hell i'm not my best self you okay. know if mentally i'm burnt out yeah. i'm weak i don't produce would you reschedule if you were burnt out like you woke up and you're like oh, today's not the day man um, I don't normally reschedule clients that often or cancel clients, yeah. but what I do tend to do is every single day I give myself a one hour break at work, oh, okay. which a lot of lash artists, don't. makeup artists don't do wow. still to this day. It's kind of like if I had a job and they made me work 12 hours in a row, I'd go work. crazy. I'd yeah. never work that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And you wouldn't. If you was at a job no, that was paying you £10 an hour no. and they want you to work from 9am to 7, no, no break. No, I'm good. Exactly. <laughs> Treat yourself, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I take a one hour break, break yeah. and I watch TV. I sit in my office with my feet up. Jeez. Normally, nosy neighbour out the window. Yeah, literally. And I just relax in that time. Yeah. When I'm finished with work, I tidy the place up. Yeah, okay. I go home and I don't really do much, if that makes sense. Because mm. I know that when I come back to work, the next day I have a whole list of stuff to yeah. do. Okay. So the work-life balance, I think it's all about being organized. I have another post on it. So it's like four things that your work week needs to consist of. Yeah. So on the business, which is like, for me, my admin replying to all my emails and stuff like that um in the business mm. so doing clients taking pictures recording mm. whatever it is that's in the business for your specific business rest um obviously taking days off i say at least one day off a week if not two mm. because if you work full-time on your business and full-time people get two days off a week okay, you know yeah, yeah. and pers well development development to me is like education is spending time okay. listening to books reading yeah. books if you I like actually reading i try to do that at least every single day, every day. yeah wow. like i listen to a lot of podcasts okay, a lot of yeah. audio books i read yeah. not as much as i should but i have mm. started reading again yeah, yeah, yeah. i'll read through all my old notebooks yeah. and things like that and really yeah. spend some time developing myself yeah. and obviously resting in the business practically all the time i say i'm probably like 70 percent in the business 30 percent on the business okay. um so on the business includes your content, your marketing, um, anything that you do that doesn't generate income directly, right, if that right, makes right. sense. Yeah, yeah, okay, that makes sense. So, like, for example, yeah, Valentine's Day, mm. did you, were you more concerned about that in, a, in your personal life or business? To be honest, Valentine's Day kind of went a bit over my oh, head. Really? Okay. And I feel like... If it was a day off, then it would be yeah. a day off. Because it's not a day off. Yeah. It's not a day off. So I'm still so kind of working. Business thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. I worked Fair all enough. day. My clients had a great Valentine's Day. Did you so have like a Valentine's Day sale? When no. I just... No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I have like a different kind of philosophy when it comes to discounting and sales. Oh, okay. I don't feel like What's every... What's that philosophy? Yeah. Philosophy. I feel like you can't be... I... Okay without sounding rude i don't see myself as like a sell kind of person as Damn. like i don't want to be doing constant she, she basically discounts. said all of you that do sales are ghetto They're no ghetto. you're not but it kind of devalues the service the service and what you give because if your clients know that every other week you're doing a 20 percent off deal why would they come to you at full price so why would they come to you at full price yeah <sighs> because they wouldn't yeah they wouldn't really. they wouldn't if Damn. they know that you're going to be 
doing a discount next weekend or if they wait an extra day, they're going to get you for 30% off. Why would they ever pay full price? Oh, well, that's if you're doing like sales on a regular though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that's why you have to be strategic with yourself. Oh, okay. You can't Sh- do it every so oh, what's a strategy? It's an Easter sale. It's a Valentine's Day sale. It's a weekend sale. It's a this sale. It's a yeah. that sale. If you're doing sales like that, it's kind of detrimental to your business. Really? Yeah. So if you're only doing like holiday seasonal sales. Yeah. So I used to work in Next yeah. um, for years. Mm. Next do four sales a year and they turn over billions every single year. Customers come in every single day and pay full price with no complaints. And they know in every quarter there will be a sell and it's a really bloody good sell. It's half price or less. In those two weeks when that sale is on, you can buy stuff for cheaper. Every other week of the year, everything is full price. Everything, down okay. to the bags of sweets by the till. Everything right. is full price. They still turn over, like I said, billions a right. year with that model. Mad. Four sales, Four sales per year. So is that per season? Or yeah, after? one every season. They do mm. a really big one at the end of the season and then mm. they do a mid-season sell. Okay. Yeah. All right. So if next does four sales a year, you really need to look at that, you know, and yeah. look at how the success is created for them. Okay. Another thing in terms of like marketing, word of mouth is like considered the most effective marketing. So, and that comes from like delivering a great customer service. Like you, mm. you've explained that you're the Buckingham Palace of lashes. So like, how do you ensure you get awesome reviews from clients? Um, I literally, I had this question the other day and I said it's a combination of me being good at what I do having amazing clients yeah. all of my clients honestly there's not one person on my books that i would look at and be like oh don't want to see them like i mm. managed to attract really nice women as my clients Jeez. and asking okay Just you know i know girls who've been doing like stuff for years and years and years yeah. and they don't even have two three four hundred reviews yeah. when you can literally ask your clients hey can you go leave me yeah. a review most of the time, well, they don't, don't even want anything. Though? Not at all. Really? I, if I read you some of the reviews my clients leave me, yeah. people must think I have like a gun to their head. Like, write this review now <laughs> kind of thing. Like, make sure it's good. They do it because they love okay. what I do. They right. And they're amazing themselves. So, okay. So what advice would you give? Because the reason why I ask this is when it comes to, and I'm not trying to be stereotypical here, but mm. it's what I've just seen and assessed from the scene. So like, a lot of makeup and no, not small, not mm, some hair makeup, stylist. but hairstylists. I knew you was gonna say that. Their customer service, well, not Slap service, luster. but their their reviews are terrible. Mm. So, like, what? How would you go about that differently? Like, what do you what, what do you think they're doing wrong? I don't think they're giving their customers a good service. God. That's literally it. Like, and I've seen some of the text messages that these people send mm. to their clients. It's kind of like why would you ever speak to anyone like that? Oh, wow. And you know, have you ever heard the saying, it's like, it's hard to be rude to someone who's being nice to you. It's hard to be, no, I've never heard that, but yeah, so, kindness, I guess. No, it's, it's the opposite. So oh. if, if I'm really lovely, yeah. you're not going to be mean to me. 
if I'm really rude, you'll find it a lot easier to yeah. give it straight back oh, to yeah, me. Oh, yeah, 100, 100. Do you yeah, get what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so when you're really polite to your customers and you go out of your way to yeah. delight them, true, be polite, yeah. make sure they're happy. you're just level-headed. You just exactly. feel stupid being all hyped. Exactly. Like, oh, oh, okay. Exactly. Because if you come to someone, you're like, you're I'm not relaxed. happy with this, I'm yeah. not. And they're like, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Maybe I can do this. Their tone... And then they'll even apologize to you for being rude, yeah. you know? That's but a lot so. of these girls, they're kind of lacking in the yeah, customer service. The file, file. Yeah. Exactly. So if someone gives it to them, they're giving it straight back. When you don't do that, it's literally yeah. like I always have to kind of remind people to imagine you're working for a company. Imagine it's yeah. not even your business. Because yeah. at the end of the day, although you're self-employed, I work for Vera Beauty. I'm oh, not Vera Beauty, okay. you know? So yeah. Vera is a completely different entity to me. Yeah. The business, everything okay. I do has to be in the interest of the business, not my personal interest. Interesting. Does that make now sense? Now, guys, I work for Jai360. <laughs> you do, you know, because when you register a limited <laughs> yeah. company, it's a separate entity. entity it has yeah. its own it's address, true. its own number, true, its date true. of birth, yeah. its own credit, like history. It's a That's completely true. different entity to you. Yeah. And when you're literally working with people, you mm. have to know how to speak to people. You have yeah. to know how to look after them. You have to know how to do the aftercare, check yeah. if they're happy, okay. make sure that they they leave you solid. So yeah. then they, they don't even, most of the times, I don't even like have to nudge my clients for reviews. Okay. As soon as they leave, they're like, oh my God, these are the best lashes I've ever had <laughs> in my life. And I don't have to, I don't have yeah. to, to so, beg them for it because uh, I do all of that background work before, if that makes sense. Awesome, that's fantastic. So, essentially, I need to, they would need to just be nice. So, all of them are just rude, really. Basically, just be a bit I nicer. Nice. Like, when you yeah. when someone inquires with you yeah. for a first message, the one thing, and I understand DMs are annoying, yeah. I reply to all my DMs. Oh. I get a lot of DMs. Yeah. I reply to everyone. You get a lot of time-waster ones. Sometimes, mm. but the thing is, is that, when people are like, oh, no DMs, I think unless you're getting hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of messages each and every day, yeah, should be replied, then you it? should reply to everyone. Because mm. the amount of clients that I've come, that have come to me and that are low clients who have messaged me and be like, hey, um, I had an experience at another salon and I wanted to come to you, I'm not sure, um, and they ask a question. Simply by me responding to that question, being genuine, being like, hey, how are you? Hope you're all good. Thanks for getting in touch. This is the answer to the question. Mm. If you have any more questions, just shoot yeah. me a message. And then yeah. they're like, oh, okay, I've just booked online and I'm going to come in and see you for a consultation. Jeez. I speak to them for 15 minutes for free yeah. in person. They get to see the studio. They get to experience yeah. it. Damn. And then most of these people, I'd say like, nine out of 10 people who DM me questions like that become clients and they become regular clients Damn. simply just by me responding and being polite and not being replying like, hey, I don't answer DMs. <laughs> if you want to speak to me, then please PayPal me 20 pounds. Oh God. Do you know what I mean? Shame on you guys. <laughs> it's not shame on them. It's time <laughs> to learn for them, if that makes no, sense. No, that's good though. Like you're really welcoming, welcoming uh, your potential clients. And yeah. Like essential because that's a part of the customer experience and that is also a part of branding exactly like the customer experience you know what i mean and that's what some people are missing out on mm. and i noticed you said you usually say thanks for getting in touch always yeah thanks i usually for your say message. thanks for contacting me as well yeah. so i feel like it's very important to, to thank them yeah 
for contacting you because they didn't have to. Exactly. They could have gone to someone else. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. That's awesome. The little things. Well. And that's just yeah. being nice, mm. you know? And appreciating yeah. the people who actually want your time. Because exactly. when girls message other lash artists like, hey, I really need an appointment this weekend. Is there any way that I can be like squeezed in? And then the artist replies, no, I'm fully booked. Please check my website for more info. That person has just given you so much love and trust and they want to be a client of yours yeah. and you've responded with... With such a bland and yeah. cold statement. Yeah. Instead of, oh, I'm so... Like, thank you for getting in touch. Unfortunately, I'm fully booked this weekend, but I can drop you a text if I have any cancellations. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, that person will be like, oh my God, thank you so much yeah, for responding. At least what I've, what I've noticed is with what you just said is mm. the consideration that you're going to yes, try at least exactly, is what exactly. is nice about it. It's like, ah, exactly. she's tried. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, you don't have to do anything for Exactly. It. Nine times business, out of ten, you don't end up doing yeah. anything. But the fact that that person thinks that you are doing something and you've considered them, yeah. it does. So then when they're next mm. wanting to do your lashes, they're like, hey, I couldn't get in with you last time. Is it possible for me to get in? Yeah. Or you could literally hit them back yeah. up and be like, hey, if you don't mind paying an extra £20, I'm willing to stay open Jeez. later. Yeah. And, and I think that's will pay. A, that sows a seed as well because, like, rah, I contacted her and she replied like that and she's fully booked. Now she's going to want to get, you know, an appointment in advance. Exactly. So it's like, it, she, she positions you, your business in a higher, like, like, point than mm -hmm. compared to other brands yeah thing, we're so. high vibrations high. only yeah. low good, ones but yeah right. i wanted to ask what is the difference between classic and volume lashes <laughs> yes. so this is like one of literally the hardest questions to answer yeah. because i normally in the studio have like visuals yeah. to go with it oh, okay. um so classics are individual lashes just one just so one just so if i have one, one extension no, so if I get That's one right. of your extension, well, right. one of your natural lashes, I apply one extension directly on top. Wow. That's classic. Like, do you use you a microscope? To no. Just, how, do you, how do you do that? Um, I obviously have glasses because oh it's very like that detailed work. Um, but yeah, normally the person's got their eyes closed. They have an iPad underneath their eyes, yeah. so it's, it's quite easy to see. Okay. And I use two pairs of tweezers, so one in each hand, mm. one to separate each individual lash and then one to apply another one. Damn. But volume, if you imagine this one classic extension yeah. split into three. Split, so you, it's cut into three or what? Yeah, so the classic diameters are thicker oh, because I'm only okay. applying one. Right. The volume, because I'm applying more, they're finer in diameter. So like I said, it's kind of not the exact, you don't exactly chop it in half. <laughs> but if like the classic yeah. diameter is 0 0.15, yeah. the volume is 0 0.05, oh, 0 0.06, okay. 0.07. They're a lot finer. Oh. So then that's why you apply more. And then so how many more, how much more do you apply? It, it depends on what diameter you're using. Is volume more expensive then because it's yeah. Oh, okay. It takes a lot longer as well. So what's the benefit? Like so volume lashes look fuller, oh. um, much more fuller because well, you're you applying more lashes. You said the classic one looks is the di diameter is thicker. Thicker. But so you're only you applying one onto each natural lash. So if the person has a very sparse lash line, and I'm only applying one. Oh, on so each, if you, bad it's not gonna if give you have them bad lashes, it's not going to do too no. much for you. But if I was to do a volume, volume set on someone with very sparse yeah. lashes, I can make it look fuller. Oh, okay. because I'm if I've got good more. lashes, I can get away with classic. Yes. Classics are really good if you have Shout out to the really classic good. babes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> cool.
Can you tell me something that I wouldn't know? Anything else? About... Just t- teach me about lashes quickly. Just anything. Something <laughs> you wouldn't yeah. know. I don't have to Google later. I don't know. Something you wouldn't know. I probably don't know anything, so you can just <laughs> say anything. Well, honest. some people have up to 200 eyelashes per eye. 200 what the bottom one as well no top top ones yeah how many in the bottom one i'm not too sure so you don't do the bottom ones um not me personally but other people do interesting interesting <laughs> i can't think of the top well that's a so fact much. for you guys very relevant but it's a fact nonetheless but um so like in terms of all your achievements that you've done mm. what are you most proud of because you've, you've achieved quite a lot actually for your age I would say I'm most proud of staying consistent. Mm. Like, In I. Because I've been doing this a long time, you know? How long again? Um, so I've been running businesses since I was 17. Damn. So. Teen. Teen. Keyword. Yeah, and I'm still very young. So yeah. I think staying at it is what I'm most proud of because. Yeah. And how old are you now? 22. It's 22. So that's. Five years. Yeah, five years. I had to calculate that in my head, you know. No, I think staying at it is the most... That's half a decade. Yeah. Congrats, man. Well done. Thank you. That's good. That's good. Yeah, no, it's difficult because, like, I can say, oh, like, moving to the studio is a massive accomplishment, Mm. but also staying in the last studio is a massive accomplishment for me as well. Um, I could say starting doing lashes was a massive accomplishment, but selling lashes was a massive accomplishment as well. Like so, I think just the fact that I've stayed at it is, is what yeah, proud of. That's cool. Like, okay. Another thing I wanted to ask you yeah, is, <laughs> I know this is sound. This is gonna sound mad, but have you ever had your heart broken before? Have I had my heart broken? Yeah. I have. <laughs> oh, you have. Yeah. Okay. The reason why I say this is because yeah, what I've noticed is when when women get out of relationships yeah, mm. or they're heartbroken, they usually throw themselves into their work or, mm. or studying. So they really excel in that because they want to like have that glow. You know yeah. I mean? So like, do you think that's been a factor that's helped you your success? Do you know what? I don't think so. I think when I um, often like date people yeah. or like in a relationship with people, mm. I think my work is always something that is a pain point. Okay. Because they're always like, you're so focused so on work, busy, you're yeah. so busy, oh, you do so much, yeah. you don't, you know, like, I remember, like, one, I, I'm i really crappy at replying, mm. because I have tweezers in this hand, tweezers in that hand, yeah. yeah, I do, you know, yeah. and like, I have I have a lot of stuff happening, mm. but um, heartbreak for me, it can send me down a little bit, but at the same time, I've always got stuff to do, so... Just get on with it. Yeah, I wish I could be like, oh yeah, this guy broke my heart and <laughs> I went nah, and nah, done nah, this nah. afterwards. I just, to know. I was just yeah. curious, but yeah. Um, so like, this podcast is about branding and mm. creatives. Obviously, you know, I'm trying to be the branding connoisseur and that. Yeah, make sure you book me for consultations. But um, I wanted to ask you specifically how, like, branding is basically about being unique in a marketplace. So I wanted mm. to know how is Vera Beauty like stood out in its marketplace and like, navigated through that kind of thing? 
I think it's because I paid a lot of attention to the branding. Yeah. So my social feeds look like the studio. The studio mm. looks like the social feeds. The okay. website looks like the studio. Do yeah. you know, it all kind of links in for the, the whole experience. Mm. I'm very considerate of um, my brand language and tone, yeah. the messages that I put across. Put, yeah. And yeah, all of the kind of values. So mm. it's all consistent on every platform, if that makes sense. Yeah. And what are your brand values? I think my brand values consist of a few things. It's all about doing really good lashes that are long lasting and natural looking. It's all about uh, uplifting and empowering women through education. And further, it's all about paying it forward. I really love helping people. I love doing what I can when I can. And that's something that will always be part of my brand, Mm. charity, giving and philanthropy in general. Is your, are your lashes, um, what's that word they always use? Is it, um, are they natural? Is it like, I'm going to use the wrong word here. Is it gluten free? <laughs> is, that, is that food? So all that's food. Yeah. Oh, all it, um, extensions are made from PBT was it plastic. Fur? Oh, plastic. No, yeah, it's, oh. They're all synthetic fibers. Yeah. Oh, okay. They're not Everyone, okay. you cannot, I repeat, cannot, mm. at least if you do, it'll be very expensive yeah. and honestly kind of ugly, get <coughs> real mink eyelash extensions. Oh, they exist in some capacity but what people don't understand is that mink real mink fur you can't get them wet you can't have any heat on them but you do can't they look good smush- though? no oh, so because no they're not then. all con- curled consistently yeah. if that makes sense because if they looked good they would have, have been a one-shot thing in it but i don't think anyone in the uk even does them it's quite hard to yeah to actually mm. get your hands on it well you heard it here if you have any ideas for mink business just forget it <laughs> But yeah, um, thank you so much for coming on. Um, lastly, I wanted to ask if you have any piece of advice for someone starting a business like yours, mm-hmm. what would it be? Or just in general? Um, I think is to do market research. Mm. How, how much market research did you do? A lot. A lot. Um, I think that is the one thing that people fail to do. They get a really good idea, they get excited, they get a logo, <laughs> and they think they're they're good. But one of the main reasons why business fell is yeah. because there's no market need. If you don't understand the market you're in, if you don't understand your target market, if you don't understand where the trends are going and the history of what industry you're trying to get into, then you'll fail. Damn. And most businesses fell in their first year. So yeah. make sure you do your market research, guys. Um, yeah, you sh- should be good, I hope. I think <laughs> it'll give you a good idea on whether or not your business is going to be viable yeah. and scalable in the okay. long term. Because if you don't do the research and you yeah. launch, then you'll find, oh, You're just shit. You're going to be struggling. Yeah, exactly. Because most businesses are winging it. Exactly. Like, even per- some people have told me, yeah, bro, I just, I'm just winging it. Mm. They've had some success, but... They're literally winging it. Yeah. I've, I've winged it as well for certain I think things. everyone has. <laughs> I think it has to be calculated. Yeah, calculated yeah. winging. So do calculated <laughs> wingings, please. So yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was a massive pleasure. This is the first episode of season two. Um, yeah, just look at the camera and just tell the camera everything you've got going on. Or oh, okay. you want to promote, anything. <laughs> um, so at the moment, I am focusing on... <laughs> At the moment, I'm focusing on obviously delivering the Build Your Business workshop. 
We have some new dates coming out for the rest of the year and an online version coming soon. So just keep your eyes out for that. And of course, if you want eyelash extensions, I'm your girl, come and visit me in Bromley. Um, obviously my Instagram and Twitter and all of that um, is Vera UK. And you can find me on my personal at, at Simiadacola if you're interested. And yeah. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you guys for watching and listening. And yeah, catch us in episode two. Obviously, this is the Emmanuel Jai podcast, the one and only. Thank you for listening. Please share the podcast with fellow like-minded creatives like yourselves and follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Ajai360 and have a lovely day.